Hey, what's going on, everyone? How you guys doing today? My name is Matt Jarbo. Welcome to Milk Carton Mysteries, episode number 36. Today, of course, is September 9th, 2020. If you are a gamer, an unrelated factoid for the day is that the Dreamcast is now 21 years old and is able to drink legally. I don't know why I wanted to share that with you. I just did. Uh, but it's been an interesting day. There's interesting things to talk about here. What we have is three varying stories from around the country, and uh, they're all tragic. And then one of them exceptionally disgusting. We have the story of a California couple who has now been found dead at the bottom of a well in Mexico. That's terrible. A family of five killed in an arson attack in Denver last month has police and the uh, the neighborhood asking for help, especially the authorities offering up $40,000 in a cash reward for tips. And a man has been busted with 35,000 images of child pornography. I just, every day, guys. I always feel like every day we're finding out more of these stories of people who have child porn on their computer. And I talk about it because I feel this is an, this is an epidemic, right? This is an actual epidemic. This is a massive problem. It's disgusting. And for some reason, it just, it seems that more and more and more we're finding out more people have this stuff and it's just, it's terrible. But unfortunately this show is one that talks about the disgusting, the dark, the macabre, the ghoulish, the vile, the evil, the terrible. That's what we do here. And of course, as always, I want to hear your thoughts, your opinions. If you guys happen to be listening to this on iTunes, which is our number one uh, subscription platform here with podcasting, please leave your comments and your reviews. If you're listening to this on YouTube, leave a like, leave a comment. I want to hear it. And of course, no matter where you are, head over to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash the milk carton to keep in on the action. So first things first, let's break down the story of the bodies of the missing California couple that have now been found at the bottom of a well in Mexico. This is a story that broke yesterday and has a lot of people talking. Unfortunately, the bodies of a retired California couple who vanished in northern Mexico last month have been found at the bottom of a well. Now, the reason why the well stuck out to me outside of the other story surrounding it is because um, Madeline McCann, the three-year-old who went missing back in 2007 or 2013, I forget, I think 2007, uh, they're now, the, the authorities out there are currently looking in wells on a property trying to see if they can find her body. This seems to be this ongoing thing now, and I've just been noticing it. So I found that to be quite fascinating. Of course, they're unrelated, but a well does seem like a good place to hide a body. Uh, Ian Hirschkon, Hershon and Kathy Harvey, 78 and 73 respectively, uh, both from San Diego, which was my hometown for 15 years. So this is kind of a personal thing to me too, had been staying in their second home near El Cerrito in the western Mexican state of Baja California, which is near Escon uh, Ensenada, which is a very lovely area. Very lovely area. I love Ensenada. But yeah, it's not it's when you get down pat when you get outside of the touristy areas, Mexico is a very dangerous, dangerous place. Harvey Stun, Robert Harvey, said that that day his mom had texted him to say that the uh, pair was planning to visit a gold mine or the beach. Just a great way to hang out in Mexico. Lots to do down there in Ensenada. It's a tourist trap. Uh, Hirschkon, a former aerospace engineer in Princeton University grad, and Harvey, who had worked as a physical therapist, were supposed to return to California three days later. 
They never made it home, and their dark blue Toyota Land Cruiser was found abandoned in a remote area of Ensenada about three hours north. Oh, I'm sorry. I got it wrong. I thought they were found in Ensenada. Their vehicle was found in Ensenada earlier this week. That's my mistake. I apologize. Now, human remains were discovered in a nearby well, and authorities have now positively confirmed that they are the couple's. The death's pairs are considered foul play. Yeah, no crap. They're considered foul play. You know, you don't find two bodies in a well and go, yeah, that seems accidental. No, I mean, this is Mexico. Even Mexico is not going to go that far. I'm like, I'm sorry. The, 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 the federalities in Mexico tend to overlook a lot. All right. It's a lot of corruption outside of the touristy areas and even in the touristy areas. Now, Robert Harvey said his mom, and uh, Hershon loved Mexico and were part of a vibrant expat community there, saying she was really enjoying retirement. She loved walking and traveling. She had a huge bucket list of where she wanted to go. And that's sad. 73 years old is not that old, you know, and she was a physical therapist, so she knew how to be spry and she knew how to, you know, keep going be, to, to maintain activity. So it's it's tragic. This is absolutely tragic. Uh, the uh, the daughter of uh, of Hershon here, Ava Seltzer, had posted on Facebook just last week before their bodies were found, urging anyone to reach out and say something. Uh, where they were saying at in regards to the house in the community, that the expat community in Mexico were the first ones to report them missing. According to the daughter, he typically windsurfs at the spots that are below are below the base south of San Quentin. So the 78-year-old dude goes out there and windsurfs in Mexico. I can't even be asked to go to the gym, all right? I am jealous of this guy, and I'm very sad that he's gone, but, like, I, I want to be 78 and going windsurfing on the coast. Now, Mexican authorities confirmed the identities of the dead couple on Monday, two days after a man, a dual South African and Canadian citizen living in Mexico, was found dead on the Baja Peninsula. Hershon is also originally from South Africa. Now, I don't know if these are connected, but the article is definitely bringing it up, saying that the body of the second man, Craig Harris, 65, was found on the beach in Cabo Pomo. He had been stabbed in the chest and had on a backpack filled with rocks before he was tossed into the ocean and washed ashore. And he was last seen August 29th, and he uh, ran a vacation rental business in Cabo. Now, another Los Angeles firefighter is still missing after vanishing from his condo on the Baja California resort town of Rosarita last month. Now, Ensenada and Rosarita are about 30 minutes apart. They're not that far apart from each other. They're very close to Tijuana, I think like less than an hour away from Tijuana. So it's like what we can kind of get here is that tourists are being targeted. Um, because this Francesco Aguilar, 48 years old, who's currently on medical leave from the LA fire department and had been living part-time in Mexico. This is the gentleman who went missing may have been the victim of a violent kidnapping. LA mayor, Eric Garcetti said last week, citing Mexican authorities. So what we know here is that there's something happening in Mexico right now where they are targeting non Mexican citizens, people who live in resort cities, people who live in expat communities, People who just want to enjoy Mexico are being targeted and being killed. That is effectively what I get out of this New York Post article. Now, they could be looking at it an entirely different way. This may not be anything that's connected, but we always hear about tourists being kidnapped and killed in Mexico. That is not uncommon. 
which is why you are always told, stay to the touristy locations, do not go explore. And if anyone out there wants to accuse me of trying to perpetuate any kind of propaganda against the country, I love the country. I think it's a great country. Every time I've been there, I've had a blast. But I'm being realistic. There are certain places you just don't go. And I lived in San Diego for 15 years. Believe me, there are certain places you just don't go. And that's unfortunately as tragic, I hope, that there's some kind of justice for this family. But I'll be honest with you. I don't think we're going to get it. I think the family of, of, of those people are going to end up living the rest of their life without ever getting closure. And that's unfortunate. But I could be wrong. We might get lucky and they might they might nail somebody, nab somebody, get somebody. Who knows? We'll have to uh, we'll have to wait and see. But uh, as always, I do want to hear your thoughts on the subject. So let's talk about this Hesperia man who has been arrested for possessing over 35,000 child pornography images. Right. Go for one tragic story to a disgusting, depraved tale of a person who I want nothing good to happen to for the rest of their life. I look at this man, Richard Novak, and I, I'd be like, he's a monster, disgusting, terrible person. Just lock him up. Now, this happened in California, Hesperia. Authorities arrested 54-year-old uh, Richard Novak on suspicion of child porn charges and seized over 35,000 images and videos of child sexual abuse, officials have said. Now, Richard Novak was arrested by the Fontana Police Department at his residence just yesterday on September 8, 2020. Jesus Christ, 35,000. How do I mean like you, that's like, you have to spend so much time downloading that stuff, videos and images to collect 35,000 pieces of, of filth, of trash, of garbage. 30, it's just, it, it, it boggles my mind. Now, look, I'll be, I'm be understanding on this one here. This guy obviously downloaded them in bulk, let's be fair, but he still probably spent a lot of time looking at it a lot of time maybe sorting it, organizing it, I don't know, satisfying urges to it sort of thing. Disgusting, filthy monster. So anyway, according to the Fontana News uh, press release from the cops, detectives with the Internet Crimes Against Children Unit, the ICAC, authored and served a warrant at his residence. During the search warrant, multiple electronic devices related to storage and downloading of child pornography were located and seized. Within the devices, there was over 35,000 images and videos of child sexual abuse. <laughs> uh, officials say that Richard William Novak was downloading and storing the images from the internet within his Hesperia home. So this 55-year-old guy who looks like, you know, Maybe your crazy uncle, right? Your crazy party uncle from his home in Hesperia, California was downloading and storing over 35,000 images of child pornography. I mean, like, you know, why, why? Anyway, he's currently being held on bail of 75,000 and is scheduled for arraignment in Rancho Cucamonga tomorrow, September 10th, 2020. Uh, $75,000 bail, which means he only needs to come up with uh, $7,500 in order to get out. I think it should be raised higher. I think that if you have a person who has contained, uh, that kind of child abuse material, I don't care if it's one image or if it is 35,000 images, 
that person in my mind becomes a danger to society. And you must ask yourself, has he done anything else in the process that would put other people at risk? And the likelihood of that being the case, again, my speculation, my theory, my allegation would be yes. Yes, I believe. I think, I feel that he, of course, would have actually committed an act because, you know, I don't talk, I view this kind of thing as a gateway. All right. Like I do, I view this kind of thing as a gateway. When you have that much material, you have obviously fantasized about it. You have obviously thought about it. And it's entirely probable that in this particular case, Richard Novak has done it. And I'm sure we'll find out more as time goes on. But in the meantime, this is a sick, twisted, disgusting human being. And I have no sympathy for him. I don't. But I do want to hear your guys' thoughts on this one. So be sure to let me know. All right, let's finally talk about this story here. This is a tragic one. Again, today's not a good day. Nothing good about any of these stories. But a $40,000 reward is being offered uh, after a Denver fire that killed five family members. So 40 grand, if you can offer up information as to who the mysterious men were that lit an arson that killed five people, including two small children. So the Denver Police Department and the Metro Denver Crime Stoppers announced that they had increased the award reward to 40000 for information related to a house fire last month that was intentionally set and resulted in the deaths of five family members. So think about this. They've increased the reward from whatever it was originally to $40,000. And just like we saw last month when you had those three fishermen killed in Florida, and the sheriff was like, look, it's $30,000. It's tax-free. You give us the information, we give you the money, no questions asked. I believe this is a very similar situation. And, and, and to get people to rat, you're going to have to up the ante, unfortunately. That's how I see it. But the August 5th fire killed 29-year-old uh, Jibril Diol and 23-year-old Aja Diol, as well as their two-year-old daughter Kaja, uh, Jibril's sister Hassan Diol, and her infant daughter Hawa Bey. They all died in the blaze, which was set about 2.30 in the morning last August 5th. Now, Musa Deal, Jibril's brother, said on Saturday, it's been really difficult. I miss their laughs, their thoughts. They were the most humble people. Now, based upon just their name, we might start to ascertain motives behind this particular act. Now, during a press conference, uh, the DPD and Crime Stoppers announced that the reward it was now forty, uh, and it was upped from fourteen thousand, which goes to show you the severity of the situation. When it is more than doubled, and a significant, and an additional twelve thousand is added on top of that, it gives you an idea that they really want to get this thing pretty quick. Now, so far, they've received about four dozen tips or Crime Stoppers and are hopeful that the reward increase will generate more leads. Uh, earlier, uh, DPD released photos of suspects that were seen wearing dark hoodies and full face masks. Police said that they fled the area in dark-colored four-door sedan. No motive has been released for the crime. Really? You have three suspects, 2.30 in the morning, wearing black hoodies and full white face masks, looking like the kind of thing you would see in that horror movie, The Strangers setting an intentional fire at a home that ultimately killed five people. Do we really need 
to ask what law enforcement is going to be claiming that the motive that they don't know. Come on, we all know what the motive is here. This was an intentional thing. And they drove away in a black four-door sedan, and unfortunately, security camera footage was not able to ascertain a license plate or any real visual identification of the car. You're not able to see them. But they, these guys knew enough about the neighborhood to, to wear masks. And one of the shots that they showcase, a person, one of the guys walking, looks directly at a security camera. So these are the people that probably would have either are familiar with the area or have spent a significant amount of time casing it. If you want my honest opinion, they probably, they probably know the people involved. If not the brother, then the younger sister. Now, over the weekend, family members and community members hosted a rally for justice, which marked one month since the deadly fire. Uh, they say here, we want to know who did this, whoever did this, whoever could do this. We really want justice. Um, um, Amadou Dieng, who is a friend of the family who helped organize the rally, says the goal of this is to bring awareness about this tragedy to make sure the community knows about it, but also make sure that this does not become a cold case because that's one of our worries. And you know what? They've got a point there. They've got a point there. When you've got uh, a family that uh, is killed, burned alive in a fire, three suspects, a black four-door sedan, you, the neighbors in the family are not going to want to sit idly by and just let this go to the wayside. This is a story that does need to get a lot more exposure and is terribly tragic that there's been nothing in a month. But those guys, whoever did this, they came prepared. They knew where security cameras were. They wore full face masks to not be able to be seen. And they were able to get away in a nondescript four-door black sedan. Somebody out there knows something. And a $40,000 tax-free reward might be enough to tip the scales in justice's favor. But we'll have to wait and see what happens on this one. Of course, as always, I do want to hear your thoughts and your opinions because this is an absolutely tragic tale. And I really hope that we get some justice soon. Well, guys, that wraps up today's episode of Milk Carton Mysteries. Uh, like I said, it's um, it's tragic stuff. It's pretty terrible stuff. There's horribleness out there in the world. And I feel it's only amplified at times by the the chaos that we see, the, the, the calamity in the world. Nearly 200,000 deaths from COVID just here in the United States. I mean, it feels like it's only getting worse out there, you know. And uh, who knows what tomorrow will bring? Who knows what the rest of the week will bring? What next week, next month, next year? I don't know. But we'll talk about it here, Milk Carton Mysteries. Please, if you guys are watching, listening to this on iTunes or Google Podcasts, or I'm still waiting for approval from Stitcher. I don't know what's going on with that. It's been a couple of weeks. Uh, be sure to leave a comment, leave a review, five stars preferably, just saying. If you want to help support the channel, come over to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash the milk carton uh, or patreon.com forward slash Matt Jarbo. Be, uh, check it out over there and just subscribe and comment. And I just want you guys to talk about this stuff. We got to spread awareness of it, at least the, the last one, the 40,000. So I will talk to you guys tomorrow. Have yourself a fantastic day. Thank you again for listening. Hug your loved ones. Tell them you love them. And pay attention because you might actually know something that will one day solve a crime. All right, guys, I'll see you later. Peace out.